At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. We've got a tremendous podcast for you. It's in the second segment. We're going to be joined by Tristan Freeman. Does terrific work over there at Bussin Brackets. We're going to be chatting with him about the marquee moves that we've seen in college basketball over the last 48 hours. Jacob Granderson, he is going to be adding to Duke. You've also got a man in Courtney Ramey that is going to be adding to Arizona. We're going to be talking about how these are sort of moves that were reactions to what we wound up seeing out of NBA draft decisions. We're also going to be talking about how the West Coast schools have been doing relatively solid in terms of mid-majors grabbing guys, but the Pac-12 as a whole, they've been a little bit asleep at the wheel when it comes to the transfer portal, and he's going to throw out a few teams that he thinks are a little bit under the radar, and I'm also going to ask him about SMU because I'm fascinated to see where they're going to be placed with regards to the American this season in a American which you got a clear number one in Houston, clear number two in Memphis, and really not a lot else from there. And then in the final segment, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes that we wound up seeing in college basketball over the last 48 hours. Typically, this is the last 24 hours, but as you guys know, I wound up doing my America East preview on this podcast yesterday. So we combined the last two days of college basketball today. So We've got that going on as I'm going to do a preview of all 32 conferences, deep dive on every single one of these Z1 teams. So you've got that to look forward to. And if you ever do have a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to go for those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUNIT underscore 81. Keep in mind, let us see Maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline and the other ways find an Apple Podcast review. If you're at this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Fire that five star review. Really did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today, but we did wind up having a great chat with our good friend Tristan Freeman of Bustin' Brackets. So we're going to be diving into that next right here on Coast Coast Suits with myself, Greg Stevenson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for Ghost Guessing with myself, Greg Spears, and now part of the Beats and Family Podcast. And it is great to be joined by our guest. It's Tristan Freeman doing absolutely amazing work over there at Bus and Brackets. He is a man that all 12 months out of the year does a great job of being able to take a look at college basketball, a man that is based out there in the great state of Pennsylvania. And to be able to follow Tristan on Freeman, they're able to do so at Hoopsnut351 altogether. And Tristan, I know that you've joined me quite a bit this offseason. Great to have you back on once again, and thank you as always. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. We're getting to the, I guess, the late stage of the roster-building part of the offseason. Yes, we certainly are. And when it comes to the late stage, we did wind up seeing a pair of power conference teams wind up making big moves over the last, we'll call it 72 hours, depending upon when people are catching this podcast with Duke 
bringing in Jacob Granderson, a guy that was able to put up nine and a half points per game and shot 40% from three in Illinois. And then you've got Arizona being able to do a solid job, bringing in two guys. A lot of people are going to be focusing on the fact that they wind up getting Courtney Ramey, but I don't think that we should poo-poo the fact that they do wind up bringing in the gentleman from Campbell and Cedric Henderson Jr., a guy that was able to put up right around 15 points per game, guy that is a six foot six combo player that was a relatively solid three-point shooter for them. And I really like the moves that both teams wound up making. For both of them, I feel like a little bit of it was reaction to what we wound up seeing with draft decisions with Trevor Keels not coming back to Duke and then for Arizona, obviously the loss of Dallin Terry. And I feel like both teams, they were sort of in a little bit of a bind with regards to those spots and they just took what was the best option in the portal to be able to fill those spots. And I thought that both teams did a good job of it. Yeah, you look at Arizona, I think Cedric Henderson was someone who he was all-conference performer in a big South for Campbell. He was targeted by a lot of teams like Texas Tech, NC State. I think he was waiting for the draft deadline to sort of see where the rosters would shape up and which team would, would make sense for him. And Arizona, after losing Dallin Terry and obviously not having Ben Matherin, there was a clear hole with the wing position for him to come in and get legit minutes. So even if he's not, you know, someone that translate completely, Arizona's still going to have to play him next year just based on what the roster looks like. And you look at Courtney Ramey, I think he's a good defensive guard to pair with Kirk Risa, uh, who's more of an offensive option. He's a, obviously a double-digit scorer at the high major level, and there just wasn't that many options left in the portal. So I think all things considered, like you said, Arizona did a really good job just rebuilding its roster after missing out on quite a few targets in the past couple of weeks before even knowing what was going on with Terry. Yep, I think that both schools did wind up doing a very solid job. And when it comes to the ACC, I think that this has been a conference in general has been able to do a good job with regards to the transfer portal. We shall see if North Carolina is able to get Pete Nance or not. I am not going to speculate too much with that regard yet, just because we don't know if that's actually going to be happening or not. I shall project forward if we do wind up seeing that be the case. But you take a look at the Pac-12, and I think that this just winds up getting magnified a little bit more because I take a look at the Pac-12, and out of all the Power 5 conferences, I've been most critical of the Big Ten and their lack of moves, but... I would say the Pac-12 is not even less than the Big Ten at this point. You just take a look at it, and Jermaine Cousard, I think, is going to be able to go into Oregon, do a relatively solid job there. But I mean, one of their biggest transfer ads was Keyshawn Bartholomew. He was in the Pac-12 to start with, Washington State. They did wind up making a little bit of a move or two over the last few weeks to be able to fortify themselves. And to the credit of Washington, they did wind up being able to pick up Keon Brooks for Justin Powell. He does wind up going into Washington State himself, but I just take a look at the Pac-12 in general, and I'm just not necessarily enthusiastic, slash I'm just not very bullish on this conference. I'm not sure about you, but I think that with what Arizona wound up doing the last few days, it doesn't wind up making them the conference favorite, in my opinion, but out there in a weak Pac-12, they should still be one of those top three teams. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem that the Pac-12 had was that they just lost so much talent that even the moves that some of them were able to make sort of just put them back neutral. Like, the only team you could argue had a plus offseason with Stanford, knowing that they got Harris Ingram back and getting 45% three-point shooter Michael Jones from Davidson. But even then, you're still not sure Stanford's going to be a tournament team. You, know, you look at Washington State, they lost several transfers, so even the moves they did make didn't necessarily help them. UCLA loses Juzang and Jules Bernard and Peyton Watson at that, too. You know, they have, a, they have a quality income recruiting class, but will it put them as national title contention? A case where none of them 
necessarily brought in big time players, and you, I guess you're, you're going to hope that some of these you know recent recruiting classes start to pay off. But knowing how many of them eventually enters the portal, that's going to be it's going to be a tough wait. Yep, it certainly is going to be because uh, you're just out of portal options as well if you're in the Pac-12 because it looks like P. Nance is going to be going to a school that is not in the Pac-12 and just don't have a lot of guys in general to be able to target at this point. As joining me on the podcast, we do have Tristan Freeman. He does a great job over there at Bus and Brackets. And what I think is interesting as well about what the Pac-12 is not doing is that you take a look at the West Coast in general and I've been very impressed by the moves that have been made by a lot of these schools out there in the Big West, out there in the Mountain West. And I take a look at them, and it's been very good to see. I like Andre Kelly. He's going to be going to UC Santa Barbara. UC Santa Barbara didn't do a whole heck of a lot else, but he's a guy that is going to be able to come in right away. He's going to be able to do a solid job. San Francisco, despite the fact that they wind up losing Todd Golden, they did a great job bringing in guys, ironically enough, from the Pac-12, like a Tyrell Ghost Roberts. San Diego, because we always talk about San Diego State and their moves. San Diego, once again, they poached from the Pac-12. They wind up bringing in a pair of guys that put up 10-plus points per game in Jaden Delaire, coupled with Eric Williams Jr. from Oregon. And I take a look at these mid-major schools out there on the West Coast, and I've been very impressed by the moves that they've been making in the portal as they've been very aggressive, and they've been rewarded with a lot of talent coming in. Yeah, I think that's kind of the problem the Pac-12 has is that where can they get personally get their talent you know how many of the east coast stars that are transferring from the acc sec how many of them necessarily want to go out west unless they're from there meanwhile you look at the major conferences they can get guys who are already out west like from the pac-12 and they can just simply transfer down you know you look at san diego state getting darian Tremel from seattle u basically was able to keep a guy out west and, and was able to switch around and a lot of these you know smaller schools haven't benefited from that. How does the Pac-12 benefit? Who who are they necessarily getting from elsewhere? You know, like you mentioned before, you know, Oregon's top transfer comes from Colorado, so they didn't even get someone from out east. So the major conferences out west have done well, and the Big Sky is also another conference that tends to land a lot of, a lot of impact transfers under the radar, but to the detriment, so to speak, from the Pac-12 based on the guys who they can't keep. Yep, it certainly has been interesting to be able to take a look at those mid-major schools out west. And when you just take a look at the landscape of college basketball, Tristan, have there been a few schools that you've been impressed with, with the moves that they've been making off this offseason that you just feel like they haven't necessarily been able to get the love that they deserve? Because, I mean, it's been a wild roller coaster this offseason. We've seen over 1,700 players wind up entering into the transfer portal. But are there a few teams that they've got some big hauls that you feel like they deserve to be getting a little bit more love than they've been getting out there in the media? It's always hard to say which mid-major teams, especially haven't gotten a lot of credit because all the mid-major teams are landing guys. One team to keep a watch for, really under the radar is Northwestern State in, in the Southland. I interviewed head coach Corey Gibson for the Field 68 author carousel series, and he's an assistant from uh, Missouri State. He was able to bring in several players from their rotation. And for those who don't know, Southland's one of the weaker conferences in college basketball. And if you can get impact players from the Missouri Valley, that can have a huge impact on what's going to happen for their program. And I think you can make an argument from a talent standpoint they should be the favorites in the Southland next year, all because of the guys Coach Gibson was able to bring to them. And I think from if you look at overall impact standpoint, they're probably a team that really benefited from the transfer portal compared to some of the other mid-majors when it comes to 
expectations for the upcoming season, the chances of making the NCAA tournament. To your point, Jamonta Black is going to be coming in for them. Demarcus Sharp. Now, I know that there were a couple of injuries, especially with Jamonta Black. But with that said, if they're able to stay healthy, to your point, bringing in those guys from Missouri State, that is going to be big for them. They also wind up bringing in seven foot three Jordan Wilmore, which you never really wound up doing a lot in Missouri. But you're able to bring in a seven foot three guy into the Southland if he's able to do anything whatsoever. That's going to be big for them. And then I also think it's going to be interesting to see what we wind up getting out of the teams in the American, not named Houston, because obviously Houston, they're going to be the number one team. Memphis, they're going to be your number two. But I take a look at SMU, a team that wound up bringing in Rob Lanier during the offseason. And I think that this is one of the more intriguing teams in college basketball, one that we haven't been talking about a whole heck of a lot because I mean, obviously with Lanier, he was at Georgia State this last season, want to make it the NCAA tournament, and they played their best basketball down the stretch. But I take a look at all that they're bringing in. Xavier Foster, a former four to five star guy that was a top one recruit, he wanted to deal with some allegations off the floor that wound up getting cleared up. A true seven footer that's able to pop threes. Effie Obadiji, who was the top scorer at Troy, they're bringing Samuel Williamson, who he had a lot of talent, just could never really put it together at Louisville. And I take a look at SMU. It's a lot of new and moving pieces, but I think that if these guys are able to figure it out, this could be one of the bigger surprises out there in college basketball as well. Yeah, and it's interesting because if you look at how the AAC is shaping up for for their last year normally, it could be the battle of former Georgia State guys between he he and uh, Ron Hunter Tulane when it comes to who's battling for the third and fourth spots in that conference. I think the pieces on paper look really nice for SMU, my concern is how do they fit with one another? Because none of the bigs that Coach Laner brought in can shoot. So there's going to be a lot of clunky offenses. And you look in the backcourt, obviously you're not going to be able to replace Kendrick Davis, the AAC Player of the Year. But can Zach Nuttall, can Ricardo White, and some of the other guards that they brought in, can any of them sort of have that impact? And if not, they, they could look a little bit like Washington State did in the Pac-12, which is a lot of size and physicality up front but not a lot of shooting and not a lot of consistent offense, which can come to a detriment. Maybe it won't matter in the AAC when there's just not a lot of talent overall, but they're definitely going to have to work on a few things before I can believe in them being a contender because their offense on paper looks like it goes through a lot of droughts. Yep, and no question. It's clearly number one and number two, Houston and Memphis out there. After that, though, I do think that it's going to be a wide-open conference. And to your point with Tulane, bringing back the Jalen's, Jalen Cooks, Jalen Forbes, those two guys were absolutely tremendous for them last season. They bring in Colin Holloway, who wound up having a rough stretch towards back half of the season for Georgetown. But towards the beginning part of the season, first half of the year, he was shooting right around 40% from three-point range. Tulsa, they're going to be looking a little bit new as well with Eric Kunkel coming in. So I think that it's going to be fascinating to see what we wind up getting in the middle of that conference. And Tristan, I know that you're doing a great job of being able to cover a little bit of everything college basketball. You're hard at work over there at Bussin Brackets. You guys are doing an absolutely amazing job, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier as well. You've been doing some work over there at the Field of 68 with really their coaching interview, I guess for lack of a better term, series. You guys are taking a look at how these schools are going to be looking for the upcoming season. You've been interviewing some of these coaches and some of these new faces that are in different places as well. So let the good people at home know they're able to follow you on social media and just everything that you've got going on in general. Yes, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at HoopsNut351. You can follow the Bustin' Brackets handle and website online as well. And we're just looking at, you know, now that the rosters are starting to come into shape, we're looking at sort of how the conferences are standing out, some ways 
updated way too early rankings. Uh, I'm working on the Big Ten ACC as we can speak. You can look for that hopefully tomorrow and Monday, as well as some NBA draft content because the draft's less than two weeks away. Yes, sir, it is. That's sneaking up on us very, very quickly. And the NBA draft might wind up being just literally days after the finals if we do wind up getting a full seven games with regards to that series as well. So a great time for hoops and a great time to be following Bus and Brackets as Tristan and all the other gentlemen over there are doing absolutely amazing work. It is always a pleasure to get Tristan on this podcast. A big thanks to him for joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Coming up next, since I wanted to do my America East preview on the podcast yesterday, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes that we wound up seeing in college basketball over the past 48 hours. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.
And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for Gus Gus Eeps with myself, Craig Eeps Spears. And now, a part of the Beeson Family Podcast, it is always a pleasure to get Tristan Freeman on. He is doing a great job over there at Bustin' Brackets. I know that he's been a part of the field of 68's coaching carousel. He's been interviewing a lot of different coaches over there at the field of 68, so that's been terrific to see, and he's a guy that all 12 months of the year does a terrific job being able to take a look at the game that we love in college basketball. So, big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now, it is that time of the podcast that I give you a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes that we wound up seeing in college basketball over the last 48 hours. Typically, this is the last 24 hours, but as you guys know, wound up doing my conference preview of the America East yesterday, so that's why it becomes last 48 hours, and I have no fear if you have yet to hear your favorite conference previewed, that is going to be a coming. I'm going to do all 32 conferences, and with that, a deep dive on every single one of these D1 teams, but we did wind up seeing some pretty big moves over the last 48 hours. On Saturday, we wound up seeing Jake McGranderson decide that he is going to be going to Duke. You got to figure that this was a little bit of reaction to Trevor Keels deciding to leave, and when it comes to Granderson, wound up beginning his career at Holy Cross, last two years at Illinois, he was a relatively solid contributor, shot 41 to 41.5% from three both seasons, shot 82.5% the charity stripe this last season, and he's not a guy that is going to necessarily dominate the ball, but is going to be a good off-ball scorer, was able to give the team 9.5 points, 2.3 assists, right around four boards per game as a six foot six combo player, exactly what Duke needed. Now, I can't put Duke in my top three along with North Carolina, Houston, and Gonzaga, but Duke with the number one recruiting class in all of college basketball with all those big guys coming in, Tariq Whitehead along with Lively and company, they are going to be a very formidable team. Jacob Roach going to be back at the fold. With Duke, you do have a little bit of fear that losing Mark Williams is going to cause them to be a little bit weaker down low, but bringing in Granderson really does a great job of being able to address their needs with regards to more of that wing spot, and I think that it's going to be another relatively good season for Duke. I've got them in my top 10 personally. Where I've got them in my top 10, that remains to be seen. Dravon Mangum who last season was at Radford, actually began his career at Charlotte before having a relatively solid two years over there with Radford, was able to start grand total of 36 games in two seasons for Radford, did wind up seeing a little bit of a dip down in terms of his production last season from two seasons ago. Two seasons ago, wound up having nine and a half points per game, shot in their neighbor at about 32% from three-point range both seasons, wound up putting up four boards per game during that 2020-21 season. Three and a half rebounds this past season. Six foot eight, little bit of a combo player. He is going to be going to Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech is going to be a little bit of a new look team themselves with winding up losing Eric Kunkel. But on top of that, the big thing for this team is that they're looking to replace the Bartolo Colon of college basketball, Kenny Lofton, who I always called him the Bartolo Colon of college basketball because he was like six foot seven, six foot eight, two hundred and seventy-five pounds, and yet he was just so good at being able to be versatile, even though he was a little bit of a bigger guy. So that was always fun to see. But you take a look at this Louisiana Tech team; they are bringing in Magnum, but they really don't have much else that is going to be coming into the fold. They do wind up losing a little bit of that backcourt from last season as well, so might be tough for them to be able to maintain this upcoming season. But a move has now been made, and they typically do a good job with regards to being able to recruit within their fertile state of Louisiana. So it remains to be seen what we're going to be able to get out of them. Probably a step down, but at the very least, they've got a little bit more depth down low. A.J. Neal, he wound up putting up only about two points per game 
this last season at Long Beach State was someone that wanted coming in with a little bit of fanfare but could never really take off. He has decided that he is going to be going to Chicago State, and Chicago State has actually done a very good job of being able to hit the transfer portal. As A.J. Neal is a former top 150 recruit, according to 24-7 Sports. He was ranked number 142 nationally a few seasons ago, so this is pretty much the third top 150 guy that is coming in this offseason, Elijah Weaver, who wound up beginning his career over at USC, was at Dayton the last two years. He is going to be coming into the fold. And then you've got a gentleman from Sam Amford who wound up following his coach, Errol Gillian, and Wesley Cardett, who he winds up coming in as well. Cardett was, by the way, a top 100 recruit that wound up putting up right around 8 points, 4.5 rebounds per game as a six foot six combo freshman. So I actually really like what Chicago State has done this offseason. Now, as of right now, we don't know what conference they're going to be playing in because they were out there in the whack for so long, and well, that has come to an end, so not necessarily too terrific there, but with that said, certainly a team that has brought in a lot of talent, and they are going to be pesky this upcoming season for those that wind up scheduling them, at the very least. More pesky than they've been in past years, because typically, they are quite the pushover. Brad Colbert, who was at Louisville this last season, he has decided that he is going to be transferring in to Xavier. He is a native of the state of Ohio, so makes a little bit of sense there, and a lot of people forget that when it comes to Cincinnati, the city, it is right on that borderline of Ohio and Kentucky, so that is something to take note of, but with Brad Colbert, just a guy that never really wound up seeing the floor in two seasons over there at Louisville, he is a walk-on guy, so nothing more than a little bit of a feel-good story there, and Jeremiah Francis III, this is a story that is a little bit disheartening, as he was a former top 200 recruit consensusly, he was over there at North Carolina to begin his career, he wound up transferring to New Mexico, and really couldn't find it at New Mexico, so he has decided that he is going to be going the D2 route, and he is going to be heading over to Emmanuel. This is just really a little bit of a washout story. He could never really get it going at New Mexico, which I thought was very interesting. Now, it was a case in which he was dealing with a couple different coaches, but take a look at him this last season. Right around 1.7 points per contest. Just could really not do a lot to be able to warrant too many minutes for this team. Wound up only playing right around half the season last year during the 2020-21 season as well. We thought that he was going to be able to take off. Did not wind up doing so. So a little bit of sad state of affairs there. He has decided that he is going to be going down to the non well level. Very easy for handicap. All you need to note is that this gentleman in Mr. Francis, he was at New Mexico last season. Didn't wind up contributing a lot. Now he's at the non one level and we don't need to worry about it. This is a little bit of bigger news. It's Courtney Ramey. He's also a former top one on recruit, but it's lived up to his billing a little bit more. He's decided that he's going to be going to Arizona. We want to talk about this. With Tristan Freeman of Bustin' Brackets, one of the bigger moves that has been made ever since NBA draft decisions were declared, and for Ramey, got to figure that he's going to want to get back to his 2020-21 form, where he wound up putting up 12 points, 4 assists, steal per contest, shot right around 41.5% from 3, had to take a little bit of a backseat because Texas wound up bringing in like 575 transfers last year under Chris Beard, still wound up having 9.5 points, was still able to do a solid job on defense, giving the team a steal per game. Got to figure that the reins of the offense for Arizona going to be passed over to him. Adama Ball, I think, is going to be playing a little bit more off the ball for Arizona. And you've got to figure that Kirk Carissa is really going to have a big form with regards to the offense as well. Now, how Carissa, along with Ramey, wind up playing together, I think that that is really going to decide how good Arizona is going to be able to be this season. But Ramey has shown that he's able to take on multiple roles. So you've got to love what he's able to bring to the table for this team. So I think that this was a very good gift for Arizona, especially with Alan Terry going out of the fold. 
Tavon Jones, he was at Merrimack the last few seasons, did not wind up taking the floor last season. He has decided that he is going to be transferring out of the program. He is going down to Nichols College, not Nichols out there in the Southland, but rather a completely different Nichols. Freddie Brown the third, a guy that wanted putting up four and a half points per game last season for Montana, but just could not wind up staying healthy. Shot 44% from three in the very few amount of games that he wound up playing, but in pretty much all four of his seasons and Montana could not stay out there. Only wound up playing 30 games for his career. As a result, he decided that he is going to be going down to the 91 level at Central Washington, a relatively solid D2 school, but once again, a guy that is going from the D1 level to the 91 level, so very easy for handicap. All you need to do is not handicap him for the Montana Grizzlies for the upcoming season, and boom, you're done there. Jacob Johnson, he was playing this last season at UMKC, Kansas City. He wound up putting up right in the neighborhood about four points per game this last season, had more like 5.2 points per game during the 2020-21 season. That season wound up shooting 45% from three shots, just 23% this last season. He has decided that he is going to be heading over to LIU. If LIU can get the guy from 2020-21 with a little bit of higher usage as he stands right around 6 foot 5 this is going to be massive for them because with Long Island, got to figure that this is a team that's going to need to pick up the pieces from last season. They were very reliant upon a bunch of fourth and fifth year seniors last season. Tyron Flowers is out of the fold after he wound up giving the team right in the neighborhood about 19 points per game. It remains to be seen if Earl Penn is going to be back because he did wind up having a redshirt year. He had 17 points per game as well, but this is a team that they've never really been able to play a lick of defense. And overall, they were 290th in the country in terms of three-point shooting percentage. If Jacob Johnson is able to bring a little bit more firepower from the outside, that is going to be very big for them. And then another guy that is actually involved with the NEC but is leaving the NEC, that would be John Square Jr. He was over there at Fairleigh Dickinson, and he's hoping that he's going to be fairly valued out there in the Big West as he is going to Cal State Fullerton. Guy that last year was relatively solid for a Fairleigh Dickinson team that did not wind up having a lot of bright spots. Eight and a half points, five rebounds, a steal, and a block per contest while shooting 41% from three. Now, he took less than a three per contest, so don't necessarily hold your breath there. But six foot six gentleman that is going to be a little bit more primarily used down low, but is able to work on his range a little bit. I think that this is a good get for a Kelsey Fullerton team that they want to make in the NCAA tournament last season. And you take a look at what this conference has done. You wind up having Andre 3000 Kelly. He winds up coming in as he is going to be going to UC Santa Barbara. So that is good for them. Kelsey Fullerton. They've got a few other additions as well. Garrison Wade is going to be coming in from Dartmouth after he wanted to do a solid job there. Max Jones was one of the better D2 scorers out there in all of college basketball at Tampa College. Lathaniel Bastin was from Angelo State. He was able to tear it up at the non-D1 level. So I do like what the Titans have been able to do. I think it might be a little bit tough for them to be able to repeat and go back to the NCAA tournament. But no question, good moves are being made. And I do think that the conference as a whole with UC Irvine always playing very south defense. And they themselves bringing in a transfer or two. They're going to be rock solid as well. And then a well-traveled man is going to be back on the move in C.J. Kelly. He was playing at UMass this last season as he began his career in Norfolk State. Wound up playing for a year at Albany. Last year wound up playing at UMass. And while he was at UMass was a solid scorer right around 10 points, 4 rebounds per game, shot 35.5% from 3. Well, he was at Albany, by the way. Shot 41.5% from 3 with 14.3 
points per game after really his first year at Norfolk State was his worst year. He's now out there in the transfer portal. You got to figure that a lot of these teams that they want to bust a rooting in the transfer portal thus far. They're going to try to be in on him because this is pretty much one of their last chances to be able to get a guy that is able to give you a little bit of shooting on the outside at 6'5". is someone that is very capable from the outside. It's going to be interesting to see how he's going to be able to mesh with his teammates with being able to hit the transfer portal so late. I do have that question with regards to, even for lack of a better term, Jacob Granderson along with Courtney Ramey, but those guys at the very least are getting in the fold in the month of June. you got to figure that it's going to take a little bit for C.J. Kelly to be able to find that school, so a little bit of a question mark there. And then Elijah Davis, he wound up being a starter last year at Mississippi Valley State, wound up putting up 4.5 points, 3.5 assists per game was the team's main facilitator. He decided that he is going to go down to Walter State Community College. you got to figure that he is a little bit less and satisfied with what wound up happening over there at Mississippi State. And Mississippi State, it's a little bit of a changing of the guard after last few years. They were coached by Lindsey Hunter. Now they've got George Ivory, who wound up coaching for many years at Arkansas Pine Bluff out there in the SWAC, now in the full. But they really have not done anything to be able to elevate that team. But I'm hoping to be able to elevate your bankroll this year with regards to being able to make a ton of money when it comes to college basketball. I mentioned it a few minutes ago. We're going to be doing a conference preview for all 32 conferences with a deep dive of every single D1 team. And along the way, we're going to take a look at all all the news, roster changes, and coaching moves that we're getting this offseason as well to get you guys prepared for what is going to be the best college basketball season ever. And if you do like what you're hearing from the side podcast, Coast Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast? You do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUNED underscore one Keep in mind, letters DM. They mean does not matter. Size per usual. Please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're about firing whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Big thanks once again to Tristan Freeman of Bustin' Brackets for joining me in the second segment. Hopefully you guys enjoyed everything today. I'll be coming at you guys every single day this season. And once we get in-season picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So look forward to that. And I will be chatting at you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Today.